0: This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box.
1: Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor.
0: I'm 904 years old.
1: I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we are at episode 50. The Big
0: Five hey,
1: 50, baby.
0: Yes, nice one.
1: Feels like a cool little milestone.
0: It does, it does.
1: 50 episodes. I think it's actually a couple more than that.
0: Yeah, I suppose if you throw in the commentary ones we've done and stuff, it's uh, it's a few more, isn't it, in the interviews? And all that stuff. All that stuff, yeah. yeah. But yeah, fifty of the the main pod—that's that's pretty good going, that's isn't it? Awesome. I remember when you first said about jumping on, and you were saying about doing one a week, and I was thinking, oh, am I going to be able to do one a week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> it's cool. Um Yeah. So thank you guys for
1: sticking with us for fifty episodes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm, yeah. The big five
0: zero. One episode review we've got for the fiftieth as well. Yeah, it's going to be gonna a doozy. Be, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's going to be cool.
1: So, if you guys have had a cracking couple of weeks, uh, we didn't do a proper show last week, but we hope you have enjoyed our catch-up and our hangout with Daphne. Yeah, yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? I really enjoyed talking to Daphne. It was awesome, or Dashney, as Dashney. I've been calling her. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to meet up with her. Hopefully, at, um,
0: is it Dimensions? Uh, no, it's um, Phantom. Phantom Events, I think it's Phantom, called. Phantom, right? Phantom. Yes, it's in Chiswick. Oh, Chiswick. Yeah. Yeah. Home so. of Donna Noble. Yes, that's right. Yeah, good, nice tie in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite good value actually. Uh, yeah, I got I've got my ticket for it now. So it's a tenner for the ticket, um, and you get a free autograph included in that. It doesn't say who with yet, so it could just be the doorman. But you know, but no, no, normally <laughs> they, you know, they one of the guests. They, you do get a free autograph included. So I'm really looking forward to that event. Actually, it'd be great to meet Daphne again, wouldn't it, and have a have a chat. It's All going much. to be really good. Have a chinwag, yeah, with our bestie. That's it, our new best friend. Yeah. So what have been up to, Birdie? Well, what have we been up to? Um, Well, today I'm I'm recording this. I'm coming to you live from a car in the middle of nowhere today. (laughs) This is the only quiet place I could find because... For those of you who don't know, I'm staying at my sister's for a few weeks, uh, which means sort of recording the podcast, we've sort of had to try and find places to do it. Um, So today I'm in a car um, and I'm looking out across some fields and there's a couple of sheep in it. So it's all very (laughs) picturesque. And well, what I've been up to, I've I've had a few Funko Pops arrived, but they've arrived at my house. So I haven't actually physically seen them yet. So that's quite frustrating. Uh, My other half keeps sending me photos saying, oh, this has turned up, this has turned up. So there's all this stuff waiting Uh. for me for when I get back um but yeah so that's good i'm glad some of those have finally arrived uh did you manage to get any i did order one of them just the one now i'm gonna guess i think you will have gone oh no i I was gonna say Capaldi. no i know exactly you've gone for you've gone for 10 haven't you nope really oh man i would have put i would have put money on that well i'm gonna order the
1: i'm gonna order all of them at some point over, over the next few weeks i guess um but i've ordered one um which I kind of have a bit of an impulse thing, really. I just saw it on Twitter, then jumped on um, and ordered it. Which was the Capaldi, ah, the with, um, exclusive in the orange spacesuit.
0: Oh, excellent! And yes. you've actually, it's actually arrived.
1: Uh, no, it's on its way. Oh. It should be here beginning of next week, apparently.
0: Yes, I really like the look of that one. That's I've cool. ordered that one as well. I, I don't think mine's arrived yet. Um, yeah, it's a really good one. Good, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I would have put money on you buying ten. See, I, I thought you know,
1: being the 10 fan. Yeah, that'll be one of the first ones, yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to go for the 10, the TARDIS, and maybe Baker. The Tom Baker one looks awesome.
0: He does look good. I quite like the variant of Baker, actually, with the grey coat or whatever and the Jelly Babies. That's quite oh, yeah. a nice little variant. Yeah. Um, and I love the Matt Smith with the handles.
1: Oh, yeah, that looks You've cool. He's
0: in that one. That's yeah. another nice variant as well. He's slightly more expensive. But mm-hmm. it's funny because, you know, when we were talking about these, we were saying about... Um, where's best to buy them and all this, because they do seem to be a few stock issues with them. Um, I I kind of ended up, I'd ordered them all from Forbidden Planet, but as we all know, we've had issues with them. And it seems that certain shops sort of started getting them in dribs and drabs. So what I've been doing is as soon as I see someone's got them in, I've sort of cancelled them off Forbidden Planet and bought them straight away from that shop. So I've ended up getting like three from Forbidden Planet, um, three from BBC Shop. Oh, okay, uh, i got yep. f- i got a couple of exclusives i think from starch figures so i sort of ended up buying them in dribs and drabs from different shops because different places seem to have got sort of different ones in and it's yeah, right. so it's because i've been trying to sort of gradually get them all so yeah but i just as i say i haven't actually physically seen any of them yet so <laughs> i'm looking forward to getting home and, and unboxing them and then putting them straight back in the box <laughs> straight back yeah I'll i did, don't know yeah. i will display them i think they are really cool i think i will yeah they, they do look very cool
1: um I ordered mine from Forbidden Planet International.
0: Yes, that's the one, yeah.
1: Not the... Not the other not, one. Yeah, not the the one with the rocket and stuff, because I kind of boycotted
0: those guys at the moment. I ended up cancelling a mall offer of there, actually, because I just weren't getting them yeah. in.
1: Is this another rant? Is this rant time? No, 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 we I'm need quite a happy, jingle. I mean... We need yeah. a rant jingle.
0: <laughs> we need something, some angry guitar or something, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, cool. yeah, I'm
1: furious with those guys at the moment.
0: Again? Yeah. What have they done?
1: Well, um... I don't know if you guys have, if I've chatted to any of you listeners or anything at all on Twitter about anything other than Doctor Who, you guys will know that my other love is Star Wars. But my other love, my third kind of love, if you like, is uh, the whole DC thing, specifically Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that I really like out of all the Batman stuff is the original animated series. And um, they've released these line of... Um, sort of collectible figures, if you like, over the last year. And mm. they've released the, the big original Batmobile from the cartoon, which is mm-hmm. cool. And it's a, it was a thing that they um, they showed at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And I was like, wow, it's going to be cool, but it's going to be super expensive. I thought it was going to be like £300 pounds or something. And it yeah. turns out that it was $99. Wow, that's
0: thought, about 80 quid. Yeah, I thought that's not if too that. bad. Yeah, mm. so
1: I jumped on and had a look. And Forbidden Planet International um, are selling it for 79 99 And I yeah. thought, yeah, cool. I thought, let me just have a look at ForbiddenPlanet.com. Um, no, £99. Uh. And I thought to myself, right, let me just test the waters here. So I got in touch with them, and I said, look, you guys are selling this for £99. Um, even if you convert it from dollars, you're overpriced. Yeah. So would you price match with Forbidden Planet International? Um,
0: and I just got a flat no, so. Oh really? Yeah. So see you later. Yeah. No. Exactly. Why? I mean, it's, it's twenty quid more. Why would you even? Yeah. It's not think like it's it. like a pound
1: less. If it was like a, a pound or a few, a few quid, I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll get it from there because I'll probably go there and get some comics anyway and stuff. But exactly. Yeah. But no. Another example of
0: those guys just... Yeah, another black mark, another black mark for (laughs) for FP. It is confusing having two as well, isn't it? I have to sort of, whenever I'm moaning about Forbidden Planet, I have to sort of try and clarify not Forbidden Planet International because I haven't had any problems with... FPI. <laughs> no, they seem okay. Yeah. Yeah, they seem all right. Well look, listen, while we're having a rant then, I'll just get this off my chest. Do um it. one thing that's burned my bacon, because I love <laughs> that saying, mate. One thing that's burned my bacon last week was that the photo ops went on sale for the dot two festival. Oh, and um yeah. anybody that knows me knows that I was really looking forward to getting a picture with Capaldi. Um that's all I wanted. I just I didn't really, you know, I was thinking the festival great, but I really just want to get that picture and i was on there at 10 o'clock i made sure i was there when they went on sale in fact i was on there way before that just staring at the screen i was really pumped up ready to go 10 o'clock on sale pressed it basket checkout went to went to the actual main checkout bit sold out and that was three minutes past 10 so by the time i'd added it to the basket gone to checkout and went to put the details in they'd come up and sold out and i was just like how what what i was fuming that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Three isn't minutes, it? literally. Well, it was. Yeah, it was ten. It was three minutes past ten when I when I actually checked out. So because it was just it was taking a while to load the page. That's all. You know what I mean? There was no hesitation. As soon as they were on sale, I was on there. So I was pretty annoyed about that. And um to be honest with you, because of the price of the photos, he was the only one I was really tempted with. Because I did yeah. sort of think, oh well, I've missed out now. Shall I go for Michelle? But she'd Michelle Gomez, but she'd already sold out as well. So that would have been what five past by the time mm-hmm. I'd sort of i denied about that. Yeah, there was some for Ingrid Oliver, and I thought, well, yes, I'd like a picture of Ingrid, but not thirty pounds worth of want. So I didn't yeah. bother with that. I just thought I would have liked if it had been fifteen, I maybe even twenty. I probably would have thought, well, you know, at least I'll come back for a photo on the day. Mm-hmm. But no, none of us are going to pay thirty quid for it. So I ended up getting not a single photo op so i was pretty annoyed about that because as there's going to be no autographs at this event that was kind of the only thing i was really sort of looking forward to i thought oh yeah. well at least i might come back with a photo so yeah a little bit peeved off about that mate because that now means they're going to a convention i know we're going to have a great time and i'm not going to going to knock it because it's going to be a good day um but i am a bit peeved that i'm going to be coming back from a convention with no autographs and no photo ops <laughs> at that all it does. yeah it does, yeah, so it, does yeah. it does yeah so i was a bit angry about that last week but you know, I've had a week to get over it. I've simmered down and, and <laughs> You've calmed <laughs> down a bit now. I have calmed down. But if you just send me on the day, oh, my cheeks dude. were red. <laughs> I was
1: going to get a photo as well. because was was
0: Yeah, because I was thinking, do you know what? I've already splashed
1: out this amount for the ticket. You know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Let's just do the whole hog. I'll, I'll, I'll get a pick, And I was thinking, you know, I'll give it a while. I'll just jump on. and. But after, you know, hearing you... With your very very angry, oh man! Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's just no point going on there to look for any photo ops then, because it sounds if it, it feels like the whole world jumped on the website at ten o'clock and everything yeah. went. I mean, it's crazy. I it. Mean, I know that the tickets sold out fairly quick, um, but I had no idea that the photo ops and stuff would sell out just as quick. Because it's, if you think about it, it seems to be like everybody booked their ticket and then everybody moaned about the price yeah you know um us included admittedly yeah um but then everybody as soon as the bbc were like yeah we're gonna now we're now gonna do photo ops and stuff everyone just goes into a frenzy it's like (laughs) (laughs) let's just do it (laughs) exactly you know everyone and it's just like like let's just draw a line let anyone that's listening now any other podcasters anyone that's, that's going to the festival or involved in some way let's just draw a line in the sand now no more moaning no more bitching the tickets have gone the photos have gone They've let's dropped. just do it
0: yeah although i don't want to um nope. i want to put damper on this but they are going to apparently announce some more guests with photo ops so, so depending on who it is must go through the whole thing again but i don't know the, i think i think the fact is it's just that um i was sort of beating myself up about it but i was thinking there really wasn't any way i could have Nah. been on there any earlier or it just seemed that it was sort of an impossibility i think that's what i didn't like it's Like i didn't i didn't feel like i stood a chance if you know what i mean because yeah. I, li- I literally couldn't have, have done it any quicker nah. um you know what i mean but it's just one of those things it's like the draw and i think because me and you were going on the saturday dalek day i think that's the most popular because i was chatting with other who fans afterwards who'd managed to get tickets, and um, a few of them were saying, oh, well, I'm going on the Friday. Uh, There's actually still photo ops with Capaldi on the Friday, and I was like, really? You know, that was sort of like 20 minutes later. So it might just be that, you know, we're going on the busiest day, which didn't help. But uh, overall, yeah, they did sell pretty quick. And he's only there for 45 minutes. His photo op is is only from 2 o'clock to quarter 3. So it's quite a small gap. I don't know how many people they'll manage to ram through in those four or five minutes. But yeah, it's quite yeah. a small window opportunity if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So So anyway, yeah, we'll like you said, let's let's draw a line. It's done. It's you know, we'll we're gonna have a good day. We'll just Yeah. It's gonna be we'll cool find day. we'll find a co- we'll find a good cosplayer that looks like a Powdy. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll do me. That'll do. Yeah, yeah, well that'll do. Um in other news, just before we get into the main news, one thing <laughs> we've one big thing that happened last week or was it the week before because obviously we had the interview last week Yeah. um we didn't get to talk about it so we got a trailer for series nine Hi. and it was a pretty epic trailer wasn't it
1: it was very epic
0: yes in most forms yeah yeah it didn't disappoint in fact i was i was surprised how long a trailer it was as well because sometimes we just get like a little sort of 50 minute teaser and this was like nearly two minutes wasn't it it was quite a long trailer
1: yeah and it included quite a few things as well plenty of characters um a few locations as well and yeah. some
0: few a few of the typical
1: kind of look to the camera raise an eyebrow frowny kind of things going on mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think this um mm, i think this series is going to be a lot better than series 8 yeah i've got a feeling it's i i, I think it's got, it's going to have a really good combination of like some darker stuff which i quite like now and then i don't think mm. all of doctor who should be dark and and all that stuff, but I think it's going to have some of those cool dark episodes. I think it's going to have some really cool, huge, epic action stuff as well. I think we're going yeah. to have a good mix of, um, of the two.
0: I'm hoping we get some really good, sort of interesting ideas in it as well, because, I mean, that w- one of the things I loved about the trailer was that there seems to be lots of new stuff in there, there's some good new monsters that that look great. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of bits, yeah, like you said, we've seen before, I saw the orange spacesuit again, which kind of did make me grown a little bit i mean i love the orange suit, but i'm thinking we've kind of used that quite a bit but mm-hmm. but overall yeah it did look really promising i did groan when i first saw the daleks i have to say i mean I, I think i never know if this is true i wish someone could clarify this somebody said that they are contractually obliged to be in every series i don't know if that's true okay. um but i did sort of think oh daleks again but then someone screenshotted it and you could see a classic dalek uh one of the old silver Daleks right in the corner of the screen so that made me think oh, okay. okay you know so that that yeah. that yeah that that looks promising but overall yeah the whole look of it the style of it um looks like we're going to see a lot more of Missy um yes by yeah. the sounds of it yeah and there's been rumors about you know Missy and what sort of part she's going to play in it um and it's looking like they might be true I don't want to go into rumors because I don't want to go into spoilers but but yeah it looks like we're going to see quite a bit of Missy I reckon in this one yeah which is okay by me mm-hmm. and what was the other thing oh yeah and we got the girl at the end this mysterious what took you so long old man and of course everyone's like that was the bit that sort of exploded the internet most wasn't it because everyone's like is it susan is it jenny his daughter is it um oh yeah yeah is it someone else <laughs> jack no yep. but you know that's i don't know that was quite a nice little uh, intriguing bit at the end and that's maisie williams isn't it
1: yeah yeah best known from game of thrones yeah. yeah. See,
0: I feel a bit out of it because I don't really know who she is. I'm a bit out of the loop, but I know that uh, she's very popular and and people are going mad about it. So, yeah,
1: she's. Cool. Do you have any? Yep.
0: Do you think? Do you think any theories on who she might be? I don't know. I, the fact that she's referenced him as old man.
1: Mm. I don't know. Have we heard that before? Have we heard him? Have we heard the Doctor being,
0: bit called that before by anyone? Well, no, I suppose I think that's why people immediately thought Susan, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, I don't know if I just wonder if it might be River, which is a bit of a thing, just because you know she was Melody before, and I don't know. And I just think Mm. it's it's not going to be someone obvious, I don't think. I don't think so, unless it's a young. uh, Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm intrigued because they we've had the whole thing
1: with um, uh, Amy you know, the girl who waited, we, yeah. we've had that whole story thing, haven't we? Where, um, she waited outside on her suitcase and then he turns up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's that whole kind of you're late. What took you so long? Blah, 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 mm. raggedy man, that whole kind of thing. So I don't think they would repeat that too much where we've had someone, a companion or whoever it might be, who have just been waiting for the doctor for, for a long, long time. And now it's all of a sudden, Oh, you know, you're late sort of thing. I, like i don't yeah. know I, th- I think it's going to be a lot more
0: um less obvious than what we think it is i think you're right and he yeah. and he says it quite angrily doesn't he it's not like if it was susan he'd be like hello but he's like you yeah. isn't he? he's like yeah. you know he doesn't seem that pleased to see it i don't know but yeah a nice little intriguing intriguing clip yeah, yeah. really sort of buzzing for buzzing for series nine and it's going to be a bit later than we thought as well, isn't it? September 19th, is that right?
1: Saturday the 19th.
0: Saturday the 19th, yeah. What did yeah. I say? That's what you said. All right, I think I said December. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, yeah, September the 19th on a Saturday, so that's going to be really cool. Is, is that the... Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking we'll be at the convention when one of the episodes aired, won't we? We will be, yes. Yeah, because it's going to go out slightly later this year. So, yes, all very good and exciting. That will lead on nicely
1: to a a smaller gap between the end of the series and the Christmas special, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, which which is is probably a good thing, actually, I think. Yeah, because it sounds like they might sort of have a bit more of a um, connection between the two from what what we're hearing. So, yeah, probably a good thing. Yeah. Right, buddy, we probably... Waffled and ranted enough, I suppose you ought to get into the news, hadn't we? Uh,
1: yes, let's yeah, land it. And let's do land news. it.
0: lovely 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 landing now has anyone we ought to just clear this up has anyone guessed what's different about the sound effect because we we said we were gonna say what it no, was didn't we nobody has nobody nobody yeah do you want to tell them
1: um yeah it's really simple actually it's nothing too crazy i hope people no. aren't, I hope we haven't built it up too much <laughs> um when we first um um When I did the sound effects that were going to introduce the news a while ago, um, the sound effect that I used for the TARDIS was actually the TARDIS taking off, because we always always say let's land the TARDIS and we'll do the news, but before we did our whole kind of uh, revamp and redesign thing uh, months ago, um, yeah, I was using the takeoff TARDIS sound, which is obviously incorrect. Because we're landing it, and we're not going off anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so the sound effect that we use
0: now is actually the TARDIS landing. Yeah, so all our OCDs are all okay now. We can we can put up with it. The universe <laughs> I- is back to to normality. Because it's funny because I am quite an OCD person and I hadn't noticed until you pointed it out. And then as soon as you said and you were like, oh, that's all right, I'm going to change it with a I was thinking, oh, good. Because <laughs> I am quite OCD about silly things like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, yeah. Yeah. so there it is.
1: Mystery okay. solved. There you go. Rightio, first up in the news, um, that very lovely man, Mr. Colin Baker, mm. uh, is a happy chappy at the moment. Um, uh, the project that he's uh, currently involved in, which is a, uh, a small self-funded um, uh, short film um, has reached its funding target, um, which is cool. So, uh, a project called Last Man on Earth um, it has been up on Indiegogo for a little while now, and they wanted to raise ten thousand pounds, and um, they're up to ten thousand six hundred and seventy at the moment. Wow! So they've uh, they've literally just uh, reached their target. So that's going to be In full swing. Um, So those those of you that don't know what this is, uh, it's basically a small, um, uh, a very small team of people want to make this cool-sounding little sci-fi film. It's about um, uh, a a pre-apocalyptic sci-fi thriller, um, which which is basically about a a team of uh, virologists uh, who are searching for a cure for cancer, Um, but the film kind of delves into their um, psyches and the decisions that they make and the outcome based on that. Um, And it stars old sixy Colin Baker. And um, he's very happy. There's a short video, um, uh, which we'll put a a link to the Indiegogo page anyway, so you can read about the project and stuff. But uh, he's put a a very short video on from the rehearsals that are happening at the moment up in Manchester. And um, he's basically said that he gets loads of scripts through And 99% of the time he reads them and is like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, But for some reason, this one kind of uh, got him interested. Um, And uh, yeah, so the rest is... Is, is history they a- it's all, all yep.
0: systems go yeah that's great congratulations colin that will be good i, lo- I love these little short independent things because they like you said they get more freedom with it so that they're always a bit more interesting i think yeah. so yeah i haven't seen the video the-, the little clip you're talking about i'll have to um i'll have to check that out yeah it does look very cool so we'll put the link on uh, check it out it's going to be cool Excellent. Okay, uh in other news, um this is a bit of a no-brainer but it is always nice to have these things confirmed. Uh Series 10 of Doctor Who has been officially confirmed. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of tucked away. It wasn't really sort of announced. It was like hidden away on page 32 of uh the BBC Worldwide annual review. So they sort of published it and tucked away in there. It just sort of mentioned that um things have been commissioned like the Musketeers, I think is getting another series and yeah. and all that. And in in between all these announcements was uh, Doctor Series 10. So, as I say, probably not the biggest surprise in the world, but it is nice just to have it on there. Um, I'm assuming Capaldi will be the Doctor in Series 10. I get a feeling he's going to stick around for at least another series, wouldn't you think? I would say so. At least one more.
1: At least, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it is cool news, because if you've been reading or watching the news over the last few weeks, there's been loads and loads of talk about um, annual reviews and audits and all sorts of stuff going on at the BBC. yeah. And there's been a lot of political stuff around it as well. So um, there's been things like, is the BBC going to be decommissioned and sold off privately? Is it going to be scaled down? Are they going to chop budgets? Are they going to do stuff with the licence fee and all that kind of stuff? Um, So when all that's happening, there is a very slight grey cloud over everything. So you think, you know, are they going to disband this team? and all that sort of stuff. I mean, fortunately for um, Doctor Who fans, Doctor Who seems to be quite isolated. It's all done in Mm. Wales out the way. (laughs) So, you know, it's all kind of self-contained and and can do its thing. It doesn't really rely upon anything else within the BBC, really, other than things like BBC Worldwide and location stuff. But in the main, it's okay. But there's always that very small thing, like, you know, is it going to be affected by these potential budget cuts or you know, are they going to chop the BBC down into sections and we're not going to have the same show? But at yeah. least for now, Series 10 is a go, which is cool.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it is it is one of those things, you you know, we assume it will always be there, but you, you should never take it for granted because, yeah, there is so much political stuff goes on behind the scenes, isn't there, yeah. especially with the BBC. So, yeah, never take it for granted, so it's, but it is great it's been confirmed. Yeah, sure. agree with you. Next up, we've got a little nugget
1: that potentially is going to uh, pop up for Series Nine, mm. and we've 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 touched on this before briefly, and it's the whole thing about um, actors who have played parts in Doctor Who before, and then have come back and do something else. So, um, as all you guys know, Peter Capaldi has been in or been involved with Doctor Who on the screen twice now, um, in Torchwood and in Doctor Who, and. There was an interview or, or or a very short snippet of of something that Stephen Moffat had, had said months and months ago now about I think it was in the Doctor Who magazine or something like that. Somebody said yeah. somebody said to him, um, how how are you gonna explain or would you, you know, explain on the show how the Doctor or or his appearance has popped up previously throughout Doctor Who, whether it's Tortured or or Doctor Who. And he had said, yes, we've got a plan for that, blah, blah, blah. And nothing else was said. But um, now that um, we're getting closer to Series 9, there's been a bit more news. So it is going to be explained, um, which, you know, to your opinion is good or bad, whatever. Um, but it's not going to be like an in-your-face big, they're not, not going to make a big thing of it. Mm. Um, so Steve Moffat has gone to say um, uh, that they're going to play that one out over time. So I don't think it's going to be a case of a whole episode dedicated to his character and how he's appeared before or anything like that. I think they're just going to make little references to things and little things that you would think, ah, oh, right, right, that's why. Mm. Sort of thing. Um, so good or bad? Do you want this explained or would you rather just put it down to, yes, he was an actor that's appeared in it before?
0: I, yeah, well because it's I mean he's not the first actor to have, have been in it and then cast as a doctor. I I'm not, personally I'm not bothered about it being explained. Um I'm kind of intrigued, I mean Peter Capaldi said something, didn't he, about um Cecil no, how'd you say it? What's the character he Cecilius. played? Cecilius. Yeah, Cecilius, yeah. I always question that I don't know why. Cecilius, yeah, he sort of commented that he might make an appearance in Series Nine, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, that was Capaldi, um, yeah. He said mm. um somebody said um with regards to his Roman alter ego, which is Cecilius, um, he said, "Yes, there will be information on that. He may even appear again." Um, and then Capaldi goes on to say that Cecilius will certainly be invoked, yeah. but that's not really conclusive. So we don't really know, you know, how explicit they're going to be with this, or if it should. be I, I'm guessing that it's going to be quite vague. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to put like a little Easter egg in to reference that, and then we'll be like, "Oh yeah, that that's cool." but
0: i'll be fine with that i mean that i think that's how it should be to be honest i think any more than that and you're actually sort of starting to dig yourself in a big hole to Mm -hmm. be honest with you because then you have to go back and try and explain you know you might as well try and explain everything like colin being in it before he was the doctor so yeah i think yeah just the throwaway thing will be fine i don't think we need to delve too much into it unless they've got like a really amazing theory that you know is going to be a a game changer or whatever but yeah yeah i think best just have it as a throwaway yeah yeah. Can
1: you answer me very quickly? Because mm-hmm. um, I thought I knew the answer to this, but I don't think I do. Um, uh, Freema, what what was she in it before she was?
0: Ah, oh, she was. Um, now she was in the Army of the Ghosts, I think. She, I believe. Yeah, I'm sure she's in the Cyberman. Is it Army of the Ghosts, the Cyberman, and the Dalek story? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think she's in that as like um, an assistant. I seem to remember she had one of those headsets in um in canary wharf oh yes of course yeah i think yeah yeah that's yeah someone might want to correct me but i think that's what i'm thinking yeah you are right yeah yeah Yeah. and then obviously she went to be on it i think it was quite a small part that i don't think she Mm -hmm. wasn't like a main character or anything but yeah they did reference it didn't they yeah yeah okay so finally in the news um well this is this was announced yesterday i believe uh the magician's apprentice is getting an advanced screening um at the edinburgh international television festival so this is going to be it's quite an advance as well i mean I, yeah. i'm a bit surprised by this news to be honest with you because it's going to be on the 27th of august um all the tickets have sold out i would imagine of they course. sold out yeah, incredibly no, yeah. quickly yeah. um and it's going to be followed by a q a with guests uh, to be announced now i'm assuming being scotland um i would put money on Capaldi and probably Michelle Gomez being there um so it's going to be a really cool event but uh, I am slightly concerned by the fact that's nearly a month before it airs on tv and uh, you know I do like the odd spoiler but you know I mean there's going to be a lot of spoilers going around after that would have thought no matter how nicely they ask people not to you know a month is a long time uh, to sort of keep that in in under wraps (laughs) So I'm slightly concerned about that, to be honest with you, just because it is such a, you know, such a big time before it actually airs on TV. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Normally, advanced screenings, they're typically a week before or even a few days. So this is Wednesday, the 27th. So, yeah, you're right. It's almost a month before. It's
0: almost a month, yeah.
1: And um, I know that Moffat has asked fans before, you know, the whole thing where um, I think... Our friends in the US got one of the box sets released a few weeks early. Oh yeah, I remember that. Do you remember? Yeah. And uh Stephen Moffat very, very kindly asked them to please keep all the spoilers and everything to yourself. And I think I think all you guys did our American dudes.
0: Yeah, fans us pretty good, so yeah. I have to say. I yeah. Th- I think in most it- of
1: you guys did um you did uh take that on board. You're like, okay, cool, but you know, we'll, we'll, we won't put any spoilers out, which is cool. So but for this though, I, I'm not sure because it's so close to. Well, we're saying it's roughly a month away, but still, it's relatively close in terms of um, the broadcast date. So maybe people are thinking, "Oh, it's going out soon anyway." You know, this mm-hmm. is what this is what the crack is with. I, I'm not sure, but it's. I'm pretty bummed that it's. I mean, I expected it to sell out anyway, but this apparently this one sold out within minutes as well. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're going to need to start making friends on the inside. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah,
0: because
1: everything mm. that we're looking at at the moment is just bloody selling out within like ninety seconds.
0: Let's start pulling in some favours. <laughs> yeah, let's start pulling. Who, in... <laughs> <laughs> who, who do we know?
1: Who do we know? Even if it's like the doorman, yeah, somewhere. Let's
0: do it. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you one thing. I did notice actually, just looking at this, is it's um, it's only a forty-five minute episode as well. Because sometimes the series opener. Because deep breath was a weird time, wasn't it? Wasn't it like around 50, ten, or so? Or so yeah, something like that. It was around an hour, wasn't it? But this is just a standard forty-five minutes, which, to be honest with you, I think is good. Because I sometimes think, you know, that if it doesn't need to be any longer than forty-five minutes, then don't try and push it. Because there were bits in deep breath that could have quite easily been cut out, and you wouldn't have missed them. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I quite liked deep breath, but. It did feel like there were some scenes that just went on a little bit too long. So, yeah, a 45-minute episode for the opener. Um, Initially, I was like, "Eh," but actually the more I think about it, probably a good thing, actually.
1: Yeah, you you make a good point there. Um, One one last thing on this is uh, those people that are going to see it, um, you're going to have to wait even longer for the follow-up because this is a two-parter, isn't it, the opener? So, oh
0: wow yeah now i'd forgotten that yeah
1: so you'll watch you'll go and see this one the advanced screening and then you've got um three and a bit weeks to wait until this gets repeated for you basically then you've got another week on top of that before you get the
0: the second part oh my goodness yeah do you know that's a really good point and that's why it's 45 minutes isn't it because it's a i'd completely forgotten it's a two-parter yeah yeah, yeah. that's a long time mm. to see what happens it is yeah wow good stuff Right, so that's, that's the news quite a bit. Quite yeah, a we had a bit to go, go through. Yeah, that's um,
1: good. Right, so review this week. Ho ho. be ho. This is going to be a cracker. We've been I looking so. forward to doing this one for ages. We have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, it's definitely a Marmite episode,
1: isn't it? <laughs> it's definitely a Marmite episode. So, Adam, what are we going to be doing this week or for now, episode I'll- 50?
0: I'll just stop dancing around the room. Uh, this week we are doing the tenth Doctor story, Love and Monsters. Someone wants a word with you. You upset my mum. Great big absorbing creature from outer space and.
1: You're having
0: a go at me. No one upsets my mum. At last, the greatest feast of all, the Doctor.
1: Interesting. <laughs> sort of absorber
0: tricks. Absorber-clone, absorber lot. absorber
1: yes. Is it me, you he a bit... Slivine? Not from Raxochorocophallopatorius,
0: are you? No, I'm not the swine. I spit on them. I was born on their twin planet. Really?
1: What's the twin planet, Raxochorocophallopatorius? Clone.
0: Plum. Plumb, yes. And I'll return there victorious, once I possess your travelling machine. Well, that's never gonna happen. Oh, it will. You'll surrender yourself to me, Doctor, or this one dies. You see, I've read about you, Doctor. I've studied you. So passionate, so sweet, you wouldn't let an innocent man die. And I'll absorb him, unless you give yourself to me. Sweet lady. Passionate, I suppose, but don't
1: ever mistake that for nice. Do we want an absorbable off?
0: An absorbable off—that's the one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice place to go for sunny afternoon walks. You know where? Raxocoricophallapitaurius.
0: Hey, well done, nice one. Nailed it. Yeah, I'll just—I'll just say clom then. Clom, yeah, clom, <laughs> much easier. <laughs>
1: right, uh, love and monsters. Mm.
0: Just before we kick off, actually, I do. Yeah. I do like that line from uh, Elton when he's like, great big Zorbalov thingy and you're angry with me. It's about the, oh, end, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the only bit of humour in this episode that I actually like. Anyway, yeah, let's kick off with a little um, synopsis.
1: What's it about? Yeah, synopsis, right. So this is one of those Dr. Light episodes. Mm. And it's around um, the character of Elton Pope, Um and he is essentially looking. Well, he's he's giving us his um, his uh, story through like uh, filmed footage, I guess. Yeah. He's like making a, a, a video diary or a something. A lot and, of it's the camera, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, and he's basically telling us his what's happened to him. So it started off with um, the opening bit is him uh, finding the TARDIS, goes into his warehouse, and he sees um, the Doctor and Rose. Um, uh, chasing down this really cool-looking alien.
0: It is good, isn't it? For Considering it's yeah. only in that very short scene at the start, it actually looks pretty decent. Really yeah. good. It's um, called a, hawks, a hawks or something. I can't remember. H-O-I-X,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he kind of runs away, and but we don't understand why, because we kind of pick up the story halfway through at this point, at the very beginning. But then it transpires that he's been looking for the Doctor for a long time because he saw him as a child, Um, And then he joins up with these. He finds online this other uh, woman uh, who's also looking for the doctor. Uh, Is it Ursula? Yeah. Um, Ursula, yeah. Ursula, yeah. And then it turns out that some other people have been looking for the doctor as well. And they form this kind of little gang, this group, who are going through the motions to investigate, you know, to try and hunt him down, um, which they call themselves Linda. Uh, London Investigation and Detective Agency. (laughs) <laughs> um, but then it turns into a much more of a, a friendship thing where they start kind of phasing out their, their hunt for the Doctor and more about their own lives so they form a band and they start doing sorts of crazy stuff and then this guy turns up uh, Victor Kennedy who claims that he can help them find the Doctor he's basically saying you've been slacking what's going on I can help you find him gives them loads of clues they go off um, it turns out that this guy Victor is actually an absorber of uh who we just heard in that clip and he's basically picking off the team the gang one by one yeah um until it they till they they find out who he is um and then the doctor turns up at the end kind of saves the day a little bit um and then elton goes on his merry way but with uh a memento i guess
0: yeah that's a nice way of putting it yes a memento (laughs) yeah so that's
1: the story in a nutshell, and it's very yeah. much made in. You can tell that this was directed and and made by a completely different unit than would normally be doing the show because um, I think what happened was the um, the way the reason why they did this episode is because they had increased uh, with the Christmas special. This had put the number of episodes in this series from thirteen to fourteen. Mm. So Tennant and Piper and stuff all had to go off and start doing The Impossible Planet, The Satan Pit. So there was no time for them to do this episode, basically. So they cooked up this story and got a different production unit to do it and stuff, and then Tennant and Piper just pop up uh, a couple of bits. So it's very different. It's something that we haven't really seen um, at this point um, in the series. It's Certainly nothing was like this in series one, was it?
0: no no not at all I mean it's yeah it's a very very unusual episode isn't it yeah yeah um
1: yeah and it's different in more ways than one it's very it tries to be very humorous and it's very um uh concentrates on another world if you like it's it's the one thing they have got very they have done very well I think is they've got this whole other side to the world that you don't really see much You've got like the everyday lives of these people who are trying to get into that whole thing with the doctor, but mm. they're just kind of living their everyday lives really and just getting on and having a good time with each other and stuff. And it's only when the Doctor and Rose appear that things start to go a bit nuts and then obviously with the absorber off. But um yeah. So what what did what did
0: you think to this, Adam? Well, um <laughs> I it's just it's just strange. I I love the fact that it is different. Um I do. I just, I just like the fact that they are giving us, like you said, a different perspective. Um, and like you just said about the production, I think that's quite interesting as well. How this actually came about, um, and also the absorbable off was a Blue Peter design, wasn't it? So I mean, that kind of that's had to right. be incorporated into it. Yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder, sort of, where this started in terms of, like, like you said, obviously David Tennant and Billy Piper couldn't really feature much in it because of the production. But I wonder if there was at one point, you know, a totally different sort of version of this story where they were featured much more heavily um, and whether that would have worked better. Because I think the actual ideas, I think the actual idea behind it, I, I like this little group that we know. Um, and there are there are elements of this story, which I think, are, you know, really, really cool. But but there are bits of it that just it doesn't hang together for me. Um and I wonder if that would have been better if we had more of the Doctor and Rose in it, a bit mm. more interaction. Yeah. But I do like the idea of the story. I like the fact we've got this little group. Um, and it takes time. I mean, the, the problem with it is that it takes time to try and introduce the characters in a short space of time, doesn't it? So, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting to meet this group and we... You know they want the, the viewer to care about them because obviously, like you said, they're going to get picked off one by one. If you didn't care about the group, then the story would fall completely flat. And for a lot of people, it does. But, but I, I personally do like the cast and I do like the, the little group of Linda. Um, but yeah, as an overall s- sort of story, it doesn't really hit the mark for me, uh, to be honest. Um, and there's quite a few reasons why, which we'll we'll go into. But yeah, that's my feeling on it. And it's a, yeah, it's just a really strange one. I just, I don't know what to make of it, basically. Even now, and this is probably the fourth time I've watched it, I really just don't know what to make of it. There are bits I like and bits I really don't like. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, I really like
1: this episode.
0: Do you? Yeah.
1: I think I'm going to be hugely in the minority. Um, but there's something about it that I really like. I think I just like the whole idea of a bunch of normal people um, forming like a, a, a little gang going after, going after the doctor, mm. and and trying to track him down. And I don't know, it's just got a real feel good thing to it for me. It's got um, like when the when the four of them uh, all, all form Linda. Um, you see them just having a really cool time and then there's like mm. relationships come as part of that as well. Yeah. Um, is it five of them, sorry? No, five. Yeah, five. Um, and I really, really like that. I, I really like the whole thing and I really like the way it's made as well. I like this whole video diary thing and this thing where he's talking into the computer a lot. And mm. um, I really, really like that. It's really cool. And there are some parts of it that do let it down for me. I think Peter Kay is... Pretty bad, yeah. In this, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that he's the best. You know, he should stick to stand up.
0: He's really. he's a big fan, isn't he? I think him. Um, he he actually asked if he could be in it. I think he wrote to Russell T and said, "I you know I'd love to be in Doctor Who," uh, because I think he's got a record of saying he's really gutted that he's in an episode that is considered so bad. Yes, because he's a big yep. fan of the show. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, he's
1: not. Uh, he's really not that good. I mean, he's not terrible. There's been a lot worse people in Doctor Who <laughs> over the years, but he's not. Yeah, he's just not really. I don't know. He's kind of. I think he's just trying a bit too hard with it sometimes. He's a bit. A bit of overacting and possibly.
0: Yeah, that's uh, exactly what I put Actually, that he's because I do. I do think he's trying quite hard. Um, but yeah, uh, like you just said, I think he's trying too hard. It just. Um, he just doesn't really come across that well in it. Uh, especially yeah. when he's the Azorbalov. I mean, he's really hindered by that, <laughs> by that costume <laughs> and stuff. And also, the accent suddenly comes through because uh, I think that's the thing. When he's Victor Kennedy, he's trying to talk um, in a different accent, isn't he, from his sort of native sort of accent? So he's quite sort of posh and everything. And then when he turns into Azor he's speaking yeah. like he normally does, but with a, you know they've sort of treated it. So it's a really strange, yeah, you know, thing. Really, that is strange. Yeah, but it.
1: it, it it's kind of cool. There are also some some other little bits in it that didn't really quite uh, click with me. Like um, some of the effects weren't great. But then, you know, there's two parts to that. First of all, you know, for a large portion of Doctor Who, the effects are never that great. Mm. Um, you kind of expect it at times. And then, second of all, I get the feeling that this particular episode was done on a really small budget. Yeah, like I think so. Yeah. Small, yeah, because it's done a lot. A lot of it's done in just like his bedsit or yeah. just a warehouse somewhere. There's not really anything else in terms of locations going on, is there? I mean, I know they've used footage of him like walking around town and they've used other bits and pieces of like previous episodes. They just reuse some footage and stuff like that. So mm. I, I'm assuming
0: that the budget was very small for this one. That's um, one of the things I do like actually is that they, they I do like the fact it ties in with um, quite a lot of the other episodes. Cause I think, well, where do we get? We get the Autons. Um, do we see the Sycorax ship, I think? Um, we do, yep. Yeah, and um, yep. what's the other one? Oh, the, the Big Ben, the spaceship going into Big Ben. Yep. So it is nice, because we sort of see those episodes, but from Elton's sort of viewpoint. And it, it yeah. is quite nice having them all tied in, you know, to this. And, and and obviously that's the reason he's sort of very obsessed with the Doctor. And this whole thing that he remembers waking up and seeing the Doctor in his house as well, I like that idea. Because mm-hmm. that's quite an unusual sort of mystery
1: yeah, yeah, and we get to see um, gets a bit a bit of Jackie,
0: full on flirt. But really for, for me, going for it. For me, Jackie is is the best thing about this. I think she's brilliant in it, and she's not in it that much. But I love Jackie in this episode. She's cool. um, yeah. She's she's funny when she needs to be funny, like with all the flirting and throwing the wine over him and <laughs> yeah. and all that, and just and actually one of the one of the scenes I do really like in this um is the scene in the laundrette where he's trying to think of everything he thinks he's like right i've got to try and you know get inside the house and she's like why don't you come and mend my washing machine like that scene's great or you know the way and Mm -hmm. that's down to jackie i think she's brilliant in it and also when she does discover the photo of rose and she's really upset you know she feels used in that I, i just think she's really good i really like jackie She's cool um, in this. Yeah. Camille. Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought she was good in the episode. Doesn't say she's not in it that much, but um, yeah, she's really good in the scene she's in. I quite like Mark Warren as well, um, Elton. I yeah, think he's I, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like him. Yeah, I was. He's. I know him sort of mainly from Hustle. Don't know if you ever watched that, but he. Um, yeah, I think he was really good casting actually. Yeah. Because I did read. I don't know if this is true, but I did read on Wikipedia that when Pierre K asked if he could be in an episode, they will they offered him the role of Elton. Which I can't imagine at all. I mean, I just can't imagine Peter Kay playing that part because I think Mark Warren is really good casting. He's a bit sort of bit of a lad, bit geeky, but you know, sort of suits it really, really well. I think, and he does make the episode work.
1: He, yeah, he does. He is cool. Um, He's got this funny kind of quality to him. He's got this um, uh, just a a simple life. You know, he's just because he does mention it a couple of times, especially at the end, doesn't he? Because I th- you get the feeling that at the beginning of the episode, he's very much um, just playing out life as as the world expects you to. Yeah, You're exactly. Not, yeah. He's know. got his little job and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, he gives that nice little speech about, you know, the the world expects you to grow up, get a job, get married, have a kid and all that stuff. But then he says, like, the world's a lot darker than that and a lot stranger and stuff. So there's kind of this um, uh, progression for his character right at the end as well you get the feeling that at the very end he's his eyes are a lot wider to the world and he's a lot yeah. more wiser you know about what's going on and I like that how that's written at the very beginning he's very naive and doesn't really know what's going on um, and then at the end he's he seems like he's a he's, a, he's grown a lot you know as a person
0: yeah, yeah. no I agree with that and also uh, the relationship he sort of starts forming with Ursula as well is um is quite quite believable actually because i like that because they meet over the internet because of the they're both searching out the doctor and you know obviously being in the group they sort of get to sort of bond don't they yeah um and i don't know they seem they do they do sort of i can believe it i can believe that they're sort of quite a sweet little couple Mm -hmm. and obviously she meets quite a gruesome end um but yeah again she's not bad casting i i remember finding her really annoying. Uh, on the her first voice. watch. But, yeah, but actually, <laughs> watching it again last night, I actually found found the two of them quite good together. Um, but, yeah, strange, isn't it? I, I remember thinking, oh, as soon as she appeared on screen, I was like, oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> actually, she's she's not that bad. I, I think she's all right. She's cool. She's um, Moaning she's Myrtle chasing. from Harry that's, Potter. Yeah. Yes, that's right, yeah. Does she really speak like that? Is that her? Um,
1: yeah, that's kind of her, her natural voice, yeah. I think in yeah. Harry Potter, she's very much... She takes it up a few notches. She's very high pitched and squeaky and stuff. But I think in this, yeah, that's her actual her actual voice, I think. Yeah. She's quite cool. Um I haven't seen uh, the characters um of Bliss and Bridget, um, so Catherine Drysdale and Moya Moya Brady. I haven't seen them in anything else. I'm I'm pretty sure they've obviously been in other things, but I've not seen them in anything. The only guy I've seen um is Mr Skinner. He was in uh, Alan Partridge.
0: Yes, I always think of him as, yeah. uh, as Alan Partridge. Yeah, the Geordie guy. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but the other two I haven't really seen. So um, it's good that they've got some, some a, a mix of people who have been in some stuff and some some fresh faces,
0: I guess. Yeah. So I think. There is a lot in here to to like, isn't there but you you like it a lot more than me i mean i there are there are bits in it I really do enjoy, but just it doesn't hang together as a episode for me, but some people do really, really dislike this episode oh yeah, um, yeah. and what, what why do you think that is yeah um
1: yeah, you saying that we're going to come on to some interesting comments in a in a little while, but mm. I think a lot of people dislike it because um. Originally, you know, when I th- I thought about this the other day, after I watched it for the first, um, sorry, when I rewatched it for the first time the other day, mm. I thought to myself, why is it hated so much? Yeah, um, I don't really use that word a lot, but there are uh, there are a lot, a very a large portion of Doctor Who fans that actually hate this episode. Yes, yeah, it um, does. Yeah, Gets and I think hate. it's a combination of, and I I really don't want to target and single out uh, Peter Kay because um, I know he listens. But, I'd, you know, I think a lot of people really dislike the Victor Kennedy Absorbeloff thing. I think yeah. a, I think he just doesn't... I mean, like I said, he's not the strongest point for me in this episode. I've really, I, I think that the casting was a bit off there. And I'm not really a fan of the whole accent thing and his costume and stuff. It's really not that great. Um, mm. But I think a lot of people really don't like his character at all. And I think the other thing is the the looseness and the kind of um, the, the the whole Linda thing and the group and they don't really, may, maybe it's a, a psychological thing, maybe it's a depressing thing that as a group they don't really achieve much because they form this group and you really get into it and you, you think, yeah, this is cool, they're forming a little gang, it's all great. And then they get picked off one by one and the only person left is is Elton. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's got that, because earlier on, I said it's it's got a real feel-good thing to it. And I I mean that in a way that halfway through the episode, when they first form that gang, it's really cool. I love that. And then right at the very end, it's got that feel-good thing with Elton just accepting the fact that, you know, we are where we are. The others have gone. But, you know, at least I've got a little bit to remember. You know, I've got Ursula as a paving slab. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe it's a, it's a thing where people are like, oh, you know, this Absor- Absorbalov guy is not the best monster we've seen on Doctor Who, but he manages to, def- you know, to take out, you know, the the cool team that we've had. And the Doctor doesn't really do much in it. Because this was the one. That, was this the first Doctor Light episode. I think so. This yeah. kind of trend, because they went on to do Blink and some Turn other bits. Turn left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's what it is. I think combination of people don't really like the Absorbalov or Peter K as Victor Kennedy and the whole story maybe just is a bit wishy-washy. And it's a bit kind of, yeah, nothing really happens. It starts off well with good intentions, but then, you know, they all just get eaten, and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I no, I think, um, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, when I watched it again yesterday, that was my feelings on it as well, because it does start off quite well. Um, like you said, I like the bit with the group with Linda and get to know him. I think it is pretty much it. It, it seems to take a turn for the worse when Peter Kay turns up, because um, he's a bit pantomime. As Victor Kennedy. Yeah. And then when he's the Azorbalov, it's kind of just cringy. Um and I don't like the humour we get when he's absorbing people, you know, like one of them's on his backside and right, there's yeah. a fart. And oh, it's just it, it, it yeah, that's where that's where the episode starts to fall down for me. So it is really when the Azorbalov comes into it that I think the episode starts to sort of fall apart a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like all the stuff leading up to it. I love, love the sort of groups that we get to know. As I say, I do like the people that were picked. To, I do like the casting. It's one of the notes I made. I think the casting is good. Cause, um, cause I do sort of like them I do like the characters, even though we, we only sort of get a real short time to get to know them. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Mark Warren's good, but it is. Yeah. I think as soon as we sort of start getting to the Azorbaloff and that, there's some humor in this that I do like, like the scene in the laundrette and I love all the stuff with Elton and Jackie really like those scenes when they're getting to know each other and all the flirting and stuff. And, and it's, even when she finds the picture, it's slightly emotional, you know, it's, it's a yeah, good, yeah. that, that bit's all good. But, um, but yeah, for, for me, it just doesn't, when we get all the absorber off stuff and then, um, I actually don't really like the intro bit either. Actually, while I'm thinking about it, the the, the chase scene, you know, when they're running, it's really, really oh, giddy. Yeah, type I was, yeah, I, I was yeah. groaning at that. I have to say. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's the bits like that. It, it just doesn't. That's why it doesn't hang together. As a great episode for me, because you've got that sort of there's humour in it that works, and there's humour in it that really, really doesn't work for me. And it's um, yeah. the whole thing with the face. I mean, obviously, we will come on to the. Talking of humour, um, in brackets that the line at the end with the paving slab—obviously Ursula's trapped in the paving slab. I still, to this day, think um, the line about "we still have a bit of a love life" is just not necessary. I've, have ne- <laughs> I mean, it's just not. I just every time I watch it, I just think, why? Yeah, a lot of people mention this actually, and we had a few people uh,
1: mention this in the comments as well. Um, yeah, what's
0: yeah. Do you? Does it make you smirk, laugh? Well, I mean, I, do I, know I just what, groan.
1: Do you know what? I think that's more a, an indication or a reflection of how you are as a person, how you view that comment. Mm.
0: Um,
1: I think if you're, if if you're the sort of person that views this episode as very light-hearted, and quite, um, and quite, um, you know, upfront kind of friendly there's no hidden agendas to this episode it's not a dark one or anything like that i think that comment at the end you would take it as just a, okay yeah fine i think a lot of people read into that comment a bit too far and i think you know where i'm going with this i yeah, let's yeah. not get too um explicit no 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 <laughs> um but i think a lot of people assume or read into that that when he says we have a bit of a love life that it's uh, yeah
0: but let's yeah. just say, yeah. I mean, maybe I've got a filthy mind, but that's certainly how I read it. And I, a I, I don't know. Do. I just don't yeah. think it needed. To, I just, for me, it was just an unnecessary line. I don't think it needs to be in a kids kids show. But I'm, yeah. I'm not really a prude. Yeah. But um, yeah, even the first time I watched it, I was a bit like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't get. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. But I just don't think it, it was an unnecessary. Do you know, quit. Yeah. it's almost as if Russell just couldn't resist it. He's a um, filthy bugger. Anyway, well, he is. Yeah, Um <laughs> and but, I love Russell, but yeah.
1: Do you know what? I? There's half of me that thinks, you know, I agree with you totally. That doesn't really need to be in there. You know, you, it just but doesn't. you're need. glad it is. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what it is, though? I think it's just the way that he says it when he's looking at the paving slab and mm. he's just got this cheeky, straight face. He just looks up and, and says it. And it's just I, I think it's quite cool. You know, and I don't mean that in a dirty way because I I, yeah. I don't see that comment as, as that, but I I do think it's a cool little thing. But yes, also it doesn't really need to be in there. Um, yeah.
0: There's a couple <sighs> of other bits that slightly slightly myth me, if you like. I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, the first the first one is the the way they defeat the Absorbaloff because like he's he's absorbed these people but it would seem that he's only absorbed the people we've got to know. And then they realise that they can actually, they've still got a will and um, inside, oh, okay. so they yeah. can sort of still control him, which I didn't really get because surely if a species was that easy to defeat, they would have, wouldn't have lasted five minutes. If you see what I mean, I was thinking, well, he's very easily defeated. And yeah. then they just break the cane. The other thing I don't get, and this is this, this one actually has always bugged me is the, the, the fact that the doctors just stood in Elton's bedroom when he's a kid next to his dead mum. Cause obviously that's the big reveal, you know, he's the whole story sort of builds up to why does Elton remember the doctor in his house? And then at the end we find out it's actually, he stood next to his dead mum who's lying dead on the floor and the doctor's just kind of staring out of the window. But right. I find that really odd because a, the doctor's just stood there next to this dead woman on the floor. B he's just seen the mother's kid come in see the kid would probably assume that the doctor had killed her because he's just a kid it that whole bit doesn't work for me I just I don't know what what's going on there yeah it's a bit it well, needed the... The, it needed the doctor to sort of say something at that point because literally I know it's a doctor light episode but he was obviously there to film that scene they should have there should have been a little line or something there because all the doctor does is turn and look at him yeah um, and I suppose you can assume that he went on to say stuff but the whole thing is that Alton doesn't know why he's there so we assume that the doctor just walked off or something that that bit doesn't work for me at all
1: yeah that maybe needed a bit more fleshing out i think so yeah yeah, yeah true yeah. um any other myth points any other
0: no to be honest that's the only one that bugged me because when i was watching it again yesterday i was thinking maybe because you know the mind plays shit thinking maybe it's uh not as unclear as i remember so that's why i I sort of wrote it down because it still is. I still think it's a bit of a, a weak sort of conclusion to it, just the way it's done. I just think it could have been written slightly better, that's all. Yeah. Like So it needed just, just a little bit of flesh, and I probably would have only taken a line of two, even if he'd have just sort of bent down and spoke to him or or something. It's just the fact that she's just lying there cold on the floor with the doctor staring out the window. I just find it a really unusual scene, if you know what I mean. doesn't, okay. doesn't work for me. But yeah, okay. but no, that's it really. I mean, as I say, it's it's a real mixed bag. And um, when I when it comes to scoring this, I had, I honestly, I and even now, I have no idea what to score this episode because <laughs> there are bits of it I love and there are bits of it I hate. In fact, this episode for me, I'm going to rename it "Love and Hate" because it is genuinely how I feel about it. There are just there are some bits about it I think are great. And there are just some bits that I just think are dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> so I really don't know. I've really, really struggled to score this one. Yeah. To be okay. honest
1: with you. Yeah. One of the um one of the myth points for me is the is the alien at the beginning, the hoiks. Oh yeah. I think they've missed the trick with that because when you first see you know when he first opens the door? Oh, and when it growls. And it when it roars. Yeah. And also like the makeup is brilliant. It's like and also the sound effect as well. And just the way that they've done it, they've completely nailed it. It looks like a really awesome-looking alien, like really threatening, really scary almost. Yeah. Um, And I think to myself, what is going on? Because there has been episodes, not just in this uh, series, but since Doctor Who came back, where you think you could have done that costume a bit better. You could have put a bit more money and a bit more time to make that look a bit better. And then they've used... This one alien for like a few minutes of the episode and it looks just awesome. If you take away like the whole stupid comedy Scooby-Doo running across things, if you ignore that bit and just the bit where Elton opens the door and that alien just screams in his face, it just looks so good. And I wish they'd have used that alien more or at least have another appearance at some point since since that, that series.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's really odd, isn't it? Because I mean, it, it's not even as if it's just the head is good. The whole costume is brilliant. Like yeah. the whole design of it is really, really good. And it does seem odd for something that was going to be used for such a short space of time. Yeah, I, it didn't. It, I wonder if it appeared in Torchwood or something. Did it? No, mm, no, it might be, my, but think... it. No, I don't think it did. I'm thinking of that the Weevil. I think perhaps getting confused between that. But but yeah, I think I agree with you with that. It's a bit of a wasted opportunity yeah. yeah maybe we'll see him again i actually no. i do i, I do think one one other note i've just noticed actually is the the direction of it um i can't remember the director's name uh, perhaps you've got a tan but i do like the way it's it's shot and filmed i, I thought the direction was really good on this one yeah dan zeff dan zeff i don't know if you he's know. Has he done any other episodes do you know um he yeah he has done Oh, has he because the reason i say that is that when it came up on the screen it wasn't a name i recognized if you know what i mean i remember thinking who oh but no not no so that was his only yeah. only one yeah probably because of what you're saying about the way it was um you know how the production came about perhaps but yeah, yeah i think he does a really good job it is very nicely filmed this yeah this cool. episode the way it cuts you know and everything it's um yeah that is one of the things i do think is good about it
1: yeah and uh, before we get on to scores, the, the last thing that I thought was quite cool about this is the soundtrack with the whole um, yeah. ELO thing. I think that adds a real nice quirky um, and, and it provides a bit more of personality to the episode because Elton's obviously, he actually says he's a big, you can't beat a bit of ELO. Mm. And then we have a few songs. I think we have two or yeah, three songs from ELO in this. Yeah. Um, and they're really and that- cool. They're really cool uplifting you know, cool kind of song. So I like that this this episode's got a soundtrack to it as well.
0: Yeah, so cool. I d- yeah, I agree with you. Actually, yeah, it does does give it a real good sort of feel good factor, um, yeah. especially when they start uh, when they form the group uh, musical Linda oh, yeah. and, and yeah. they start sort of playing the song as well. Yeah, it does. It's a it does add to it, and it's quite brave actually because a lot of the time, um, you know, there's a lot of copyright issues, isn't there? When when any program includes music for future repeats and sales. So they must have sort of got good clearance for it to actually yeah because oh, I was thinking this when I was watching yesterday I was thinking it's good that they haven't had to sort of cut this out because I can remember um when they made a drama star Christopher Eccleston about John Lennon and it had all the Beatles music in it and yeah when I bought the DVD it's got no Beatles music in it at all. Oh yeah. And it's really yeah. bizarre. They've had to sort of they've had to totally um totally redub it with different music and it's yes. just really yeah. odd to have a Beatles drama with no Beatles music in it that was in it when it was shown on TV. So yes, yeah, so I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. And it happens a lot. So I was thinking this yesterday It's good that it's as it was when it was shown. And cause I think, um, I think it's perfect for the story. Like you said, the ELO soundtrack, like if they'd have had to have sort of changed it for the DVD release or whatever, that, that, yeah. you know, it wouldn't yeah. have been so good. They had to do it with life on Mars as well. Do you remember how many great songs that had in it? And when that got released on DVD, there was loads of clearance issues. And so yeah, so yeah, just, just sort of picking up on your point. Yeah, it is good. And it does work really well in the story, I think. The yeah, ELO. And, and a, a snippet of Elton. Get about two seconds of Elton so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. They didn't have to cut that as well. Yeah. Scores.
1: Scores on the oh, doors.
0: I hope it's your turn to go first because I, I don't know. No, it's your turn, mate. It's
1: not. Yep. Is it? Yep. It's your turn to. Uh, uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want a bit more, a few seconds more deliberation?
0: No, I'll tell you what, I'll go first. I'll tell you for why, because if you give your score, um, I'll be, I just, well, I might be tempted to change it. Because as I say, I don't know what to score this. And what I've written down is five out of ten. Because I just thought, I'll go in the middle. Because, (laughs) as I say, yeah, it is really, really 50-50 for me, this one. Yeah, there's so many bits I like about it. I do love the fact it's different. Okay. um, That they're trying a different format. I do like the cast and... um, and I do like certain elements, but yeah, it's very, very 50-50 for me. Okay, so five so out of ten. You're going five, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with six. Okay, I thought you might go higher. Um,
1: no, I don't want to go – don't get me wrong. Although, you know, when I say I like this episode, it's not anywhere near some of the, you know, the, the, the better episodes of this series. But it's one you enjoy watching. But it's one that I enjoy yep. watching. Um, and also, it's not one of those things where... Um, right. You know how we said this before. Like, we've got an evening free. Let's watch a couple of Doctor Whos. It's not one that I would automatically go and pick off the shelf. Put it that way. However, if it's on TV or whatever, I'll watch it. I won't turn it off or anything. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I think a six for me. Okay.
0: Yeah. I certainly don't think it's as bad as... as it gets such a bad Raptor now. I certainly don't think it's... Uh, as bad as the rap it gets anyway
1: yeah okay um radio we've got some we've got some <laughs> cracking comments from you guys Ooh. we've got quite a few here um so let's try and get through them first of all we had um you guys have been favoring facebook recently but there have been a there was one on twitter uh which was our friend cousins 2019 uh he's said uh um he said, uh, Love and Monsters is one of my guilty pleasures. I don't see why people hate on the story, because personally, I think it's a good story. I know Peter Kay as the monster is terrible, but apart from that, it is a good character development for Jackie. And apparently Elton was supposed to come back in Stolen Earth, Journey's End. Oh, okay. Yeah, 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, okay. Yeah, uh, And then on Facebook, and I love the picture that you selected
0: for this, Adam. <laughs> that's very cool um so we have uh matt because yeah, from- it's kind of like yeah what you know sort of like uh what is him just sort of putting his arms out as if yeah. to say come on then yeah. isn't it that's <laughs> this what I is my it, yeah. true
1: form <laughs> Right. so matt from who alex reviews oh what does he say uh where do i start what a pile of rubbish oh uh what was going through russell's mind love of monsters is the most pointless stupid episode ever the group of Linda and Elton were like, weren't likeable whatsoever. And the Absorbelov, the fricking Absorbelov, What the hell was that? Um, and I'm saying that in a way because he's been very angry with the capital letters. Right. Uh, casting Peter K was stupid to begin with, but the design of the, absor- the Absorbelov was ridiculous. No offence to the kid who designed it on Blue Peter, but come on. It's almost as if the writers were trying to make this episode bad. Stupid, boring, pointless. What were they smoking while making this? Uh, <laughs> two out of ten without the absorbable off, but with the absorbable with the absorbable off minus one out of ten.
0: Wow, that is savage, yeah. Matt. That is savage. I, I think that's the
1: harshest we've seen you go.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even that harsh in time of the Rani. you know, saying yeah. something. And uh, yeah, so I really need to
1: to say absorbable off properly because it's mentioned a lot in these comments. Right, <laughs> companions of the Doctor. Uh, a mixed bag, to be sure. Uh, there are many things to like about this episode: Elton Pope, Linda, a lovely turn by Jackie Tyler, and the ELO soundtrack. Uh, had the focus remained on those elements, it might have been regarded as an, un- a- an un- oh my god, it might have been rated as an underrated gem. However, once Peter Kay's Absorbaloff enters the picture, the story begins to fall apart. Uh, topped off by one of the most inappropriate gags ever to appear in Doctor Who. I'm giving this one six out of ten jelly babies.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I, I think he's, he's summed it up
1: there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick English, uh, I love this episode idea premise of the story, but up until the point the monster was revealed, uh, the idea of the monster and the absorbing them I am fine with. Uh, I just wish the character design would have been less disgusting and creepy. Yeah, Uh, maybe this is uh, the point because it is memorable and we never forget this episode because it gives us the heebie-jeebies I guess I give them a pat on the back for pushing the envelope 7 out of 10 for the first part, 3 out of 10 for the monster, so I'm in the middle at 5 out of 10 Okay. yes, Uh, and he's put a quick edit afterwards, upon reading the rest of these comments I did not know there was a contest for the monster for the monster, but I still stand by my rating Uh, Ben Smith Oh dear lord, uh, this, was, this has to be the worst ever Doctor Who story ever. Uh, the Scooby-Doo style chase scenes, the dreadful monster, the rubbish attempt at humour, the love life with a paving slab, the out of nowhere resolution with the cane, Jackie and just the whole style of the story with the webcam and narration was awful. Uh, it seems it was written by the same child who drew the monster. Uh, I guess they were at least trying something new, but it failed in the worst possible way. Minus 1,000 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's got to be the worst, well, the lowest rating that we've had.
0: That is, yeah, yeah I'm
1: pretty sure that's the lowest. <laughs> yeah, minus 1,000. Okay, Joe Oliver. Uh, I'm super biased on this episode because I entered that Blue Peter competition. Uh, still say my killer teddy bears were better. <laughs> Positives, however. Uh, Monster was interesting. Plot carries well. And despite the lack of Doctor, the main characters were interesting. Negatives. Peter K acting was atrocious uh, and way too comedic. The whole bit with Jackie was just cringy. One of the worst endings to an episode of Doctor Who. Okay. Yes, Jay Kent. Uh, I don't majorly hate this episode, some people do, uh, mainly because when I was younger I loved it. Um, I think it had the perfect balance um, between emotional and funny, but as I grew up and started to have more common sense, I I could see the obvious flaws. Uh, Like the imagery of a fat alien with a mohawk running down a back alley, or the implied romantic and sexual relationship between a man and a paving slab. So while it may not be the best of episodes, it nicely caters for the show's younger demographic, especially to calm them down and relax them after the devil possesses every one episode. So I'll give this one 5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Lewis Palmer. Uh, Love and Monsters, what can you say about it? I quite like it. Um, as a Doctor Who story, it's not... Uh, it's not good, but uh, as a piece of TV on its own right, it's pretty good. Uh, it's got interesting characters, nice recreations of scenes from series one. And apart from the suggested <clears throat> fun
0: time, shall we say, at the end, it's really just harmless kids fun. Yeah, I can see your point. It's funny how many people remember that line, isn't it? You yeah. I mean, it's just one little throwaway line at the end, but it, it does always get remembered. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Palmer. Uh,
1: no, I just read that. Tom Dix. Uh, upon first viewing i hated it however when i rewatched it um from the perspective of a tv TV drama rather than a doctor who episode i found i enjoyed it more uh it's a nice little story however it could have been it could have been done so much better and well less said about this um, uh, less said about the absorber of the better
0: Hmm.
1: Hmm. jeff waddle hello jeff this was me out (laughs) oh an absolute joke of a story compounded by the awful joke about having sex life about having a sex life with a paving slab (laughs) um this was a season where they deliberately made tenant piper smug uh good luck to them i made it i made uh the era it made the era unwatchable for me and i never recovered awful Oh, oh jeff jeff uh dean jones uh interesting premise but terrible in execution uh Mark Warren does his best as Elton. The supporting cast were decent. Linda as a group are fun to watch. But as soon as Victor Kennedy enters the story, it falls apart very quickly. Uh, the Off was one of the worst things to appear in the series. But you can't beat a bit a bit of the ELO. Four out of ten. Yeah. Mm, I think we're seeing a common thing here, aren't we? We are, yep. Uh, Jeff Hanshaw didn't give us a comment. He just posted a picture um, of a character from the Austin Powers movie. He just said, the villain reminded me of this guy.
0: And it's uh, Fat Bastard. Oh, yes. I'm just looking at the picture now. Yeah. There's definitely a similarity there. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, baby. Get guy, in my that? belly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see where he's coming from.
1: Yeah. Scott, we okay, okay Right. Yanto Williams. Uh Hello, I th- Yanto. I think he should have gone to Fat Fighters. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I loved this episode. <laughs> it is basically showing what us Whovians would do if the Doctor was real. Mm. Interesting comment, Yanto. Thank you very much. Uh, we're getting through them now, not long. Ryan Anthony, um, as you'll all be aware by now, I'm known for writing long essays worth of Doctor Who reviews, especially the ones I hugely dislike. However, this episode was so goddamn pathetic, I am drawn to share my opinions of this story in three words. Awful embarrassing, cringeworthy. Three out of ten. No, actually, two out of ten. I agree. Too fair on that piece of junk. How about zero out of ten?
0: Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Kate Johnson. Uh, I know everyone else hates this episode, but I thought it was fun. I especially rate it higher when I saw that the silly monster was designed by a kid who had entered the contest. Six out of ten. Okay. I think I agree with you the most, Kate. Out of all the comments, I think um, it's just meant to be viewed as a bit of fun. Mm. And not meant to be read too much into. And, yeah, I think it's lighthearted and people try and make it a bit darker than what it actually is intended to be. Anyway, Stuart Stockwin. uh, Adam, you know when you sarcastically said that I'm going to love this one? Well, you're right, I do. Oh. I guess it's my guilty pleasure. I like the idea of ordinary humans trying to find the Doctor – I like the Scooby-Doo chasing scene as it takes me back to my childhood. It's the opposite way round to me as it doesn't get interesting uh, to the second half when Victor Kennedy comes in. The only things that I don't like about this episode is the absorber love true identity uh, when Jackie's uh, constantly calling Elton around and how it's narrated with a webcam. Overall, quite controversial, but it gives it 7 out of 10. Okay, well, that's yep. good. Um, Matthew, Matthew Blank's Oh, my cousin. Yeah, hello. Hi, Matt. One word, crap. All right. <laughs> Job done. And lastly, um, uh, Martin Havel. Hi, Martin. Hi, Martin. And uh, he says, I like some elements in the story. The basic idea is really interesting. Uh, a group of people affected by the Doctor meet to discuss him. That works. It falls flat when Peter Kaye shows up. The monster was based on a design by a five-year-old. I think they let him write it too. Uh, Hopefully, Big Finish can one day do a Linda story and give us some proper justice. Mm.
0: That's a good idea. Mm, yeah.
1: Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's a good
0: idea. Nice one.
1: Yeah. So thank you very much for posting on the Big Blue Box Facebook page. Yeah. Have you got anything on Geeks?
0: Well, I have. I'm just looking on Geeks Handbag. Um, there's quite a lot on here, actually. I'm going to just... Because people have really gone to town on this one, which <laughs> yeah. is great. Um, we do love it. But yeah, go on and check out geek Sandbag for the full comments because i'm just going to sort of give you the gist of what people said because they've really written a lot um firstly helen jones she says um huge congratulations on episode 50 of the podcast so thank you very much helen Thanks, uh, she finds it a real real mixed bag and helen has written quite a lot so um yeah basically a bit of a mixed bag uh, pretty much summing up what we said about you know it's got some great elements she's given it a six out of ten and she loves a bit of elo so yeah we agree with you on that one um jace walker he said if it weren't for the absorbable off of the side characters this was made for a decent episode oh wait so <laughs> <laughs> not sure about that one um Stephen McCullough, uh, aka vote Saxo 07 he left a brilliantly long comment um he basically says it's an abysmal doctor who episodes he really doesn't like it um he's up for a bit of elo but basically he's giving this one out of five so or one one out of ten whichever you want to put it okay Okay, Kieran Knight just says that ending, and then puts in brackets, runs away in horror. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Jace Howes, considering it had some great guest stars, namely Peter Kaye and Mark Warren, the episode for me fails to deliver the goods. Just a bit too silly, but could have been a really good story. Danny L says it's the worst Doctor Who episode. James Birmingham says very underrated. John Gurnhill says the worst episode ever made. Ooh. Finn Walsh, it's okay story, mainly, mostly an average story in my eyes. It's not bad, but it's not great. He would say it's a bit of a filler episode. He's given it a 6.5 out of 10. Okay. Nick Riches just says, no and no. It was a good idea to have a Blue Peter competition design a baddie. Um, but basically, he's saying the episode is a weak filler. Although, to be fair, anything with Mr. Blue Sky by ELO is a winner. <laughs> and finally... Harry Westergaard says he likes the concept of it and I think for the most part the episode works. Yes, the Azorbaloff is a terrible monster but it was designed by a kid so you have to cut it some slack. It is. <laughs> so slack. Forgive, forgive my awful uh, accent there, Harry. I don't know why I slipped into that. Um, but it was designed by a kid so you have to give us some slack. It really isn't really a favorite of mine, but I definitely wouldn't call it the worst episode. So yeah, there were some great comments and, um, uh, please forgive me for not reading them out in full. Cause uh, some of you did leave like really, really long comments and they're great. And I love reading them. So please continue to do that. So it's always good to get your opinion. I'm just going to sum this up with three words, my feelings for this episode after hearing the comments. Oh. And those three words are a flawed oddity,
1: a flawed oddity.
0: That's what I feel it is it's a flawed oddity
1: okay um, yeah I think it's for me I'm going to sum it up and say that um, it's a fun episode it's not meant to be taken too seriously and I think um, it does have a couple of little bits that maybe weren't needed a couple of comments and things here and there which a lot of people have picked up on but at the end of the day it's just a bit of fun
0: okay yeah, yeah I would say so
1: um, and and I do I,
0: love this song. How uh, this song just puts a smile on my
1: face. It does, doesn't it? It's awesome. Even now, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and before we wrap up and we get onto the trivia and so on, I just want to say that, um, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for uh, listening to us for fifty episodes now. Mm. Um, and I know I don't really want to go into the whole achievement and milestone thing, but it is a cool little milestone for us. You know, the big five yeah. O. So since we started, since I started this over a year ago now, and then when Adam jumped on board shortly after, um, we've had a a real cool kind of steady uh, rise in subscribers and listeners and stuff. And that goes up every week. And we've seen it literally every week, it goes up a notch and up a notch. So um, hopefully for you guys, we're doing something right. So thank you hugely for uh, for sticking with us. And thank you very much for taking the time out of your week um, every week. Uh, to give us comments and views on our review episode and other stuff. Um, That's one of the things that I love most about chatting with you guys is all that stuff. So thank you. Yeah. And I think we'll wrap there, dude. Okay. made it we made it we made it to the end
0: i'll tell you i am boiling in this car <laughs> i'm absolutely boiling <laughs> we'll get um, you, um, you, you know of what this i soon. need to do i need to dive into a swimming pool <laughs> <laughs> very good Very yeah, good. but where is it
1: where is it right so here, so last week um we said when the doctor first met amy um where did he say the swimming pool was and where did he say the swimming pool was adam
0: Bizarrely, in the library in the library
1: uh, which is very weird to say the least yeah. um, uh, so uh, who got this right um, let's pick somebody Kieran Knight oh, well done Kieran well Kieran uh, you popped up on Facebook so thank you very much uh, next week or um, well, this week's question for next week so what was the 100th story to be broadcast oh me. Story. The 100th story to be broadcast. Just jump onto Twitter or Facebook, give us your your answer, and we'll read one of them out. Whoever wins at random. Yeah. No, no prizes, but just eternal Doctor Who podcasty glory. <laughs> That's it. Bragging what right more could you want? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next week we're going to come back at you with our review episode, which is. Um, what are we doing no, this not- week?
0: No, next week is, yeah, I was going to say, next week I'm on holiday. I'm in, I'm in the deepest depths of Wales next of course, week. So yeah. we're going to be putting out um,
1: a... Another commentary.
0: A commentary, yes, yep. for School Reunion, yes. which, uh, which is fun. So, yeah, check that out. Yeah, we did... You can even, Yeah, sorry, we did a review of that, didn't we, recently, and... Um, mm. Yeah, so that's
1: going to be a cool commentary.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you can either listen along with your DVD or just listen to it as a standalone podcast. So that'll be going out next week. And then when I'm back from Wales, if I manage to escape the village, because I am going to where they <laughs> film the prisoner, if I manage to escape the village... We'll be back with a podcast the following week, which will be, and I'm really looking forward to this, um, The Mind Robber, uh, which is a Patrick Trout story. We haven't done a second Doctor story for a while, have we? No. Um, So I'm really looking forward to seeing that one. I'm not sure if you have you seen it. I have a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, you have. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to chewing the fat on that one with you. Yes. It's going to be
1: cool. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, check out website bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk You can listen to all the previous episodes on there plus you can jump over to Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Give us a like and a follow. Also check out Adam's um, The Geek's Handbag channel on YouTube and his Facebook page. Loads of cool stuff there. Until next time, thank you for joining us for episode 50. My name's Gary and my name's Adam. And remember Adam see